Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If it's not in our best interest, it's not in his either. And he's going to speak up about it. This is The Roy Green Show. Well, an eventful week in this country, C-71, the uh, gun legislation, we've uh, talked about that, and uh, there was the filibuster that the Conservative Party of Canada held, an overnight filibuster, over the Liberal government's refusal to produce the National Security Advisor to Justin Trudeau to testify at a parliamentary committee about why and how the accusation was made that uh, somehow an Indian government agency might have been responsible for convicted terrorist Jaspal Atwal's presence during Trudeau's trip to India. That's still such a bizarre thing to think about, what happened in, in those days that Mr. Trudeau was was in India. But uh, the filibuster went overnight, and it wasn't something to be ignored. There were 260 motions that were brought forward by the Conservative Party that all had to be voted on. And a significant number of them had to do with lines from the budget. And uh, if not enough uh, votes had been there on the liberal side to defeat the motion, that would have been a confidence issue, and we might be on the way to to another federal election, not next year, but now. Candace Bergen is the House leader for the Conservative Party of Canada. She joins us on the Roy Green Show. Ms. Bergen, good to talk to you. Hi, Roy. Good to be here. So put this into a perspective for us. Uh, we know the bits and pieces. We were aware of what uh, Mr. Daniel Jean said, uh, the prime minister's bidding. Some people weren't supposed to know his name or mention his name. And uh, so here we were with, uh, with your party deciding you were going to fight back over the government's non-presenting of Mr. Jean to a parliamentary committee. What was it really all about? Well, Thursday we had a chance, we have uh, occasionally a chance to bring forward our own motions, and so Thursday we brought forward a motion that was, uh, it, it was a very simple motion that would ask that Daniel Jean talk to parliamentarians and allow them to have the same briefing that he had given to members of the media. And uh, we've been asking for this in question period, we've been trying uh, to get committee to do it, but the Liberals refused to allow Mr. Jean to testify. Now, hearing from uh, from individuals at his level um, of security is not unusual. Committee, the Public Safety Committee hears from the head of CSIS all the time, they hear from the head of uh, Correctional Services Canada, the head of the RCMP. It's not unusual for public servants at that level to testify before committee. But the Liberals have been doing everything they can to stop Daniel Jean from appearing. We put the motion forward on Thursday. We had earlier in the week uh, put a number of motions on, on notice regarding the budget because we knew that was one small tool that we had to get their attention and to show them that we were serious about this request regarding Mr. Jean. 
Uh, they voted against our motion on Thursday night, and so we just uh, moved all. I moved all of the motions that I had put on notice, and thus began the the voting. Now, all the Liberals would have had to have done was have said, "We'll let Mr. Jean come to committee for one hour and answer your questions," and all of the voting would have been done immediately. But they clearly, Roy, are willing to do anything. Justin Trudeau is getting his caucus to do pretty well anything to keep Mr. Jean from being at committee. And I think it, it really shows that there's something that they're worried about coming out, and, and we don't know what that is. So we're not going to give up. You think it's something more than personal embarrassment for the Prime Minister of this whole episode having taken place and unwound the way it did? It was a disastrous trip, not it just was. as far as not just as far as what he was wearing and all of his uh, all, all, all of the the dress. It was disastrous because he invited a convicted attempted murderer and terrorist to be part of his entourage. He then blamed a backbencher and said, you know, oops, it was a goof up, and then simultaneously blamed the government of India. Now, if you know, as, as some reporters have said to me, well, maybe it's both. Well, then explain that. This should not be left for parliamentarians to have to guess that. It shouldn't be left uh, for our ally India to try to figure out what exactly is the government of Canada blaming them of. And it's a really simple request. Have Mr. Jean appear. In fact, about uh, midway through the night, Roy, I sent out a, a notice and I asked uh, the House leader for the, for the Liberals, Bardish Chagger, would you guys agree to 30 minutes? We just want to be able to ask him for the same bit of information that he gave the whole press gallery and the media that were on this trip. And they were, they, she said to me, absolutely not. You're not getting D- Daniel Jean. So w- why not? And they won't answer that question either. No, they don't. So you just have to wonder, what are they covering up? Is it, is it, is it because, is there something, something misleading? Did, did the, the PMO under the direction of Gerald Butts and the Prime Minister try to get the, use the security advisor for political purposes, and now they can't explain it away? Um, maybe, maybe, the, the, maybe the PMO knew more and they're not telling. Like the, In the absence of the facts, one is only left having to speculate and Listen, this is too serious. This isn't just about, um, you know, something political going on in Ottawa. This affects our relations with uh, one of our closest allies, India, one that we want to have a, as a strong trading partner. And it's also about the credibility of, of us as Canadians, about our government and the, and the Prime Minister who is reflecting us when he's going abroad. He caused problems of his own accord, and he's now basically using our reputation to cover up for his own mistakes. It's interesting because I spoke with uh, with a journalist in uh, New Delhi, a national journalist in India, who was on this program, and we talked about Mr. Trudeau's visit, and we brought up the national security um, advisor, and uh, he had uh, very little positive to say about Trudeau's visit. First of all, when I asked him whether Mr. Trudeau had in, not damaged, but done nothing to to improve relations between India and Canada. He said, absolutely not. He'd not done anything. He said, the Indian government didn't want Mr. Trudeau in India at all, certainly not for a week. And that became obvious. And uh, he said, we know that he, he came not to have any relations with us, but really to try to generate support among the Indo-Canadian community in Canada. So there was a lot of disaffection for Mr. Trudeau, at least from what we gathered from this journalist while while he was, was while he was in India but this whole issue with Daniel John is bizarre why would you why would you at all want to be in any way associated with Jaspal Atwal's presence 
and have an invitation go to him to attend a dinner at which Trudeau was going to be present when he's a convicted terrorist and was was uh, you know was convicted of attempted murder. Why why would you do that? At the very least, you think when he'd get back that he'd want to square things with Canadians, and the best way the prime minister could have done that was not wait for the Conservative Party to challenge him. I'm sure he would have challenged anything that he would have said, probably, but to get up himself in Parliament and say, I'm going to, I want to tell you what it was all about. But he didn't do that. He didn't even answer any questions that you asked. No, no, he didn't. I mean, he wasn't He wasn't in the House of Commons on Wednesday again. He's, uh, he's been missing from question period um, so much of the time. Um, you know, the, the Justin Trudeau has failed on so many fronts, but I, I think one of the most obvious is this whole promise. He made people think he was going to be transparent and sunny ways and, and you know, just, uh, being open, and that, that was the, the greatest disinfectant. So much of what he does is so incredibly disingenuous, and I think even what this journalist said to you about uh, Trudeau's visit to India, India saw through how disingenuous it was. It wasn't about Trudeau going try to trying to build relations and, and make make things better for the Canada India relationship. It was his own self interest, and so he has he seems to on so many uh, fronts put his interests before the interests of Canadians. There was so, oppor- there, there was opportunity there, Ms. Bergen. He was in India. There was, there was opportunity there was. to make an impact and make a difference, and really have himself understood and Canada better understood. But he but he behaved. Oddly, that's the most benign descriptor I can I can come up. Can you stay with us a little longer, just a few minutes longer? Sure. Okay, let me take a break. Come back. We have a few more minutes with Candace Bergen, the House Leader for the Conservative Party of Canada, on the uh, on the filibuster over the non-presentation of Danielle Jean, the National Security Advisor to the Prime Minister, to a parliamentary committee to uh, testify. That's given what Mr. Jean said and was prompted to say by Justin Trudeau, at the very least, a parliamentary committee would want to have the opportunity to quiz him. It's not a minor issue to accuse the Indian government and suggest some rogue element within the Indian government was responsible. It's not a minor issue to suggest that they had somehow had something to do with bringing a convicted terrorist into India to embarrass Justin Trudeau. We'll come back. He's been called many things, but we just call him Roy. This is the Roy Green Show. I want to play for you now, and uh, Candace Bergen is with us, the House Leader for the Conservative Party of Canada. We're talking about the filibuster that the Conservatives held over the refusal by the Liberal government to present the National Security Advisor for Justin Trudeau to a parliamentary committee for testimony. I just want to play you a few seconds of my conversation with Indian journalist uh, Shivam Vij, and I asked Mr. Vij about whether or not Justin Trudeau had not done anything positively. I didn't say damage the relationship of Canada and India, but it was a question in, 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 you know, toward that particular point. Here's what he said. Oh, absolutely, because until now, the uh, India and Canada diplomats were, uh, you know, quietly exchanging notes about the Indian concern on Palestine, and the Canadian side was saying, hey, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. 
and the Indian, as I was saying, it's not freedom of speech, it's the Canadian government is giving them a free pass. But that dispute now has come out in the open. Now, people in India are saying the Canadian government is doing something that's against India. And I think that's really bad PR for the Canadian government in India. And it seems that Mr. Trudeau doesn't care. He cares more about his domestic vote bank. So that's uh, that's a pretty straight condemnation, Ms. Bergen, of uh, of Mr. Trudeau's visit to India by a by a national Indian columnist. Yeah, the you know the the what, the thing that just struck me was when he just said, uh, you know, this does massive damage to uh, Canada's reputation in India, but it doesn't seem that Justin Trudeau cares about that. You know, that's very telling. When the prime minister of this country fails to put Canada's interests above his own is it's really worrisome and we've seen him do it on so many issues whether it's fiscal issues you know around the budget and spending whether it's his his ethical lapses around going on on holidays that uh, benefit him or massive taxpayer spending to benefit himself and now we're seeing him sacrifice transparency uh, and and some answers for parliament really you know respect for parliament and respect for Canadians Again, for his own interests. I mean, this guy is is failing. I think a lot of people voted for him, thinking that he was going to deliver on on a whole bunch of promises, and he has failed. And it's not just a failing in terms of his policy, but there seems to be a lack of judgment, a lack of of, of how, knowing how how to put your country ahead of yourself as the prime minister of the country. Can argue can argue with you at all when I think of the India uh, visit. How can you possibly? argue that that was in any way a positive experience for Canada and the relationship between our two countries. You think this is a Jerry Butts special? Listen, we all know how close Jerry Butts is with the Prime Minister and that he's pulling a lot of the strings. We know we can see that on a number of policy issues, I mean, around pipelines, around uh, shutting down uh, investment, um, our competitive edge is being lost. And I think we have uh, Jerry Butts to thank for that because he's leading and guiding the Prime Minister on on a lot of this. My, my suspicion is that uh, PMO, under uh, his guidance, sent out Mr. Jean to, to try to distract and try to blame somebody else other than themselves, and, uh, and now it's coming back to bite them, and they, they don't want to answer for it. And hey, they've got a majority in government, and they have a, a, there's a real arrogance that they, they literally think that they can do anything they want to do. Um, I mean, right now there are photos, I saw some photos just right now on Twitter, where after the vote... Justin got up on on the desk and he's you know cheering on his team. Good for you. You 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 stuck with the votes and we stopped the the testimony. They actually thought that this is a win for them. That this is a positive because they've been able to, with their majority, not have to be transparent. I think it's that kind of arrogance that comes uh, out of Justin Trudeau and and is kind of at the forefront of what he does, that's going to be one of his downfalls, and I think certainly that's his part of it. Yeah, I saw that photograph of him standing on a desk, and then I saw a tweet from the Veterans Affairs Minister, um, Seamus uh-huh. uh, Reagan, our leader, dear leader. Our, Cap- not, oh, de- oh, not de- Captain, oh, Captain. Oh, Captain, Captain. yeah. I've been watching too much North Korean stuff. <laughs> yes, I thought it was a spoof. I thought somebody was actually mocking Trudeau, but no. it was actually Seamus O'Regan seriously said, oh, Captain, our Captain. Well, it's not a ship I want to sail on. Now, <laughs> no, I, well, I, have another, I have another question for you. I'm going to be talking to Vivian Krauss at the top of the next mm-hmm. hour, and we're going to be talking about the money that's being uh, saddlebagged into Canada. Not sandbagged, but saddlebagged into Canada. It's my term. And uh, to affect our elections, provincially and federally, as American and other interests 
want to, uh, you know, there's all this talk about uh, affecting elections. Now we have a sense this is going to happen here. So deliver money to various organizations and have those various organizations do what they need to do in order to create an environment where the party you favor internationally outside of this country may win the election. How do you, uh, how do you respond to that? What's your sense on that? And is there any way in this country that we can forestall this or is that just Im- impossible? Well, first of all, I think Vivian Krauss has done some really, really good work on this. Uh, she's incredibly, incredibly credible. And what she has, um, has, has unveiled and uncovered is, is really important. Uh, we definitely have to see something done about it. What I'm, I'll tell you what I'm concerned about and where we as conservatives are looking at what are the best options on how to deal with it. I don't trust the liberals to deal with it because, frankly, this, this helped them. And so I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to do something that would not still in the end give them an advantage. And secondly, I, I am worried that in any way we give Elections Canada more power. Um, right now, there are actually a number of investigations in front of Elections Canada on this. We don't know where they're at. You know, it's always interesting how Elections Canada can, uh, when, it, when it comes to certain cases, they're on top of it, on the ball, you know, ready to prosecute. But then there are other cases whereby they just seem to let it linger. So I would like to see their response to this. But I think... We have to have a, a response whereby we're thinking about what the unintended consequences would be, but overall, whereby uh, outside money, like we saw in the 2015 election, come in, can't come in and be used to campaign uh, b- based on ideology and also unaccounted for. No. So it definitely is something that has to be addressed. We can't ignore it, but I, I don't, truthfully, I don't even want to see the Liberals try to do something because I am pretty well 100% sure whatever they do will continue to benefit themselves. Does Andrew Scheer ever step on a table and does anybody tweet Captain my captain? Can you imagine? No. Can you, you know, (laughs) never, never. All right. I have a whole lot of self-importance all right. To do that kind of thing. Ms. Bergen, good talking to you. Thank you so much for the time. Roy, thanks, Roy. Candace Bergen. Buddy of mine uh, was an MP in Pierre Trudeau's government. Ran for the Liberals, won. He's a Montreal MP. He was a very outspoken guy. And uh, he said at, one, at his first caucus meeting, Pierre Trudeau was standing at the front of the room, and the rest of them were sitting around at tables. And Pierre Trudeau gave his dissertation on what was going to be happening in the next session in the House. And then he said, are there any questions? And my friend said, I didn't realize that was a rhetorical question. So I said, I have a question. And the room went silent, and every head looked down, or was facing down. And Trudeau walked down the length of the tables until he was opposite my friend, leaned over, looked at him, and said, And who might you be? And he said, There's a political career that came to an end. Difference between father and son. We'll come right back. <laughs> 